Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pequenel, your Jam Champion, and I'm joined as always by my intangible co-host, your Quizzlemania Champion, my LIW brethren, Tempest the Wrestler. Hi, Tempest. Hey, yo. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm just gonna hold on to this Quizzlemania Championship forever Mm because I don't really have to defend it very often. (laughs) And when I do, there's there's no trivia. I gotta blow someone up to get this taken care of. <laughs> let's, let's work on that. We won't, but what we, we won't do have for a while. We can blow him up. That's true. Yeah, no, you could totally do that. Um, it'd be a bit mean to blow him up with the kid on the way, but we could totally do that. We could arrange that. I'm sure. We're, um, we're heels, aren't we? We're supposed yeah. to be a little little bit. Yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. I mean, we have morals, right? Or do we not? I don't know. I'm on board to not have morals if you're on board. Are you on board to not have morals? It's fine. I don't know. Get on board. <laughs> Get on board. That's a thing um, that we say. But what we do have, we don't have Quizzlemania for a little bit, but what we do have, we do have fan Quizzlemania tomorrow uh, on our on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Uh, and you get to do a Quizzlemania and you get to play along. It's pretty good fun. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be... I write the trivia be... questions. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there you go. Try and fun. out out trivia me, fans, mm, if you yeah. dare. I, I, had, I had some fun. I I had some fun with a couple of the trivia questions mm-hmm. in uh in this it's an extreme rules based Tempest mm. quiz. So yes. I went and looked back at the extreme rules shows of my youth and I was like, what trivia questions can I pull from this? I got I got a couple good ones. I'm, I'm pretty happy with them. The extreme rules shows of your loot, uh, your youth, like 2012, 2011, <laughs> that kind of time. 2009, <laughs> yeah. 2010, when I was actually a youth. Yeah, yeah. Te- technically speaking, you were. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. I was 12 when Extreme Rules 2009 happened. Jesus. You know, Wait, 2009. I would have been. You would have been 12. I would have been. What's maths? Uh. 15 
15 yeah. i would have been i would have been 16 right. that year yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I turned 13 that year so that that checks out yeah as i can remember my first proper extreme rules that i have strong memories of is 2012 because that was when brock came back mm-hmm. uh which is which was a fun time anyway i'm gonna want to talk about wrestling i want to talk about other stuff god i'm getting sidetracked with wrestling who wants to talk about that on a wrestling podcast um yes. tell you what tempest something i have been i've started playing recently which i'm now really into stardew valley oh, oh no you I've lose fallen. yourself in that game i've fallen into it and i'm okay with it um started playing the other day uh i've just moved on to summer for the first time done the first 28 days of spring now on to summer it's a good time uh just almost made it to level 10 in the mines but i was speaking to mr andrew datson uh in the office early today because i was playing stardew on my lunch break today in the office and we're speaking to mr andrew datson who has played a whole bunch of stardew he's done loads of that stuff he started playing it with his with his lady partner at the start of lockdown so he's played it a bunch and I was just chatting to him. I was in the mines and I was saying, you know, I get the elevator every five levels. So I'm going to make it to level 10 and it'll be great. And it was starting to get late in the day. And I said to Andy, because we were just going back and forth. He was working on stuff. I was distracting him as I do. And uh, and I was saying, oh, it's getting kind of late. But as long as I have stuff to keep my energy levels up, as long as I got food and stuff, I can stay up. Right. He didn't hear that and he didn't respond. And I was like, that's fine. I can stay up. No worries. Got to 2 a.m. My character then passed out and went home. And I was on the ninth floor. And you get the checkpoint when you get to the 10th floor. And the stairs were right there that I could have gone down to get to the 10th floor. But I decided to just carry on mining on the ninth floor because I thought I had time. So. <sighs> Way to go, Datsun. Yeah. I'm blaming Datsun for that one for not hearing my question. It's yeah, definitely not the way I said it or anything. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I'm having far too much fun with it, and I'm spending a lot of time doing it. I've got a dog on Stardew. I named him Arthur. I don't know why. I just did. His name is Arthur. He's a very Arthur good boy. Ash. Nope. D- nope. Just Arthur. Just Arthur. <laughs> just Arthur the dog. <laughs> uh, and he's a very good boy. Uh, I just built a coop for some chickens. I'm gonna get. I've got a scarecrow for my crops. It's Oh, it's a, it's going well, Tempest. I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, it's dangerously fun. In your voice. I know. Delight in your voice. Be um, playing I'm, Stardew. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot, man. And I've got a couple friends. One being Datsun, who has played the game for hundreds of hours. There's one friend in particular who's in America who has played the game for hundreds of hours and is obsessed with the game and the developer and all things about it. And I said. I'm going to play Stardew. And she was like, oh my God, you're playing Stardew. I was like, yeah. And she goes, I mean, if you need anything, just, just let me know. You know, like, I mean, like I'm, a, I'm basically a walking encyclopedia for the game. If you need anything, don't hesitate to ask. You know, I can help you in, with anything you need, anything you need. You just, if you need any tips, any guidance, I can do it. I'm like, it's fine. I'm just going to, I'm just going to make some crops. Just do some fishing. It's fine. Just chill out. <laughs> Tie it off and jet that Stardew <laughs> right in there. Exactly. Need that fixed. <laughs> exactly uh anyway let's get to talk about nxt and uh, we've got some emails to talk about in the outro thank you for sending in your emails send in more at support let's talk about nxt because after they've just rebranded nxt to nxt 2.0 and they said hey it's bright and colorful and, and fun apparently they've now been told they need to make it darker and edgier which to me is like 
the old NXT. Anyway, let's talk about it. Oh boy, it's NXT 2.5, 3.0, week two. NXT. I don't know what number it is. The new one. It's the second week of that. Uh, just real quick, just gonna play this again because I can. I want a chance to prove myself. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. Can't tell me it's not the same person. It's anyway. exactly the same person. It was it's even more same. so this week. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, yeah. But yes, welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast review of NXT. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, your Jam That Champion. I'm joined by your Quizmania Champion, my intangible co-host, L-I-W for life, uh, Tempest the Wrestler. Uh, and uh, let's talk about this NXT, because there's a, a report that's come out um, that has stated that supposedly... Despite NXT literally having just been rebranded to be brighter and more colorful because it was too dark and a bit too grungy and edgy and Triple H heavy metal. Ugh. Apparently, new reports come out saying that Vince McMahon wants it to be darker and edgier, which to me sounds like the opposite of what they've just done. So... As part of this report, this is a super weird report as well, because there was one bit of it. I'm going to need to go get a quote from this because I don't want to misquote it. But there was something about women's gear and being looser about it, which is not good. I'm just going to say it. That's not great. Um, What do you think they should do to make this product darker and edgier, Tempest? Or should they just stick to what they're doing? I think Vince McMahon is senile. Mm, maybe. You know, you just had a dark, edgy product, and you're like, you know what? No. I'm gonna have color everywhere. Instead of black and yellow, we're gonna have we're gonna have rainbows and, and white walls. But now we want edginess. What is happening with this show? Oh, I just I want know, things I just want things to be normal for like two weeks. You know, give me like yeah. two weeks in a row of just like, we know what we want the show to be and we're going to do it. It's like every week there's a new report. It's like, okay, well, this is what the show is going to be. Oh, now it's going to be edgier. Oh, now it's going to be. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know how you make this new show edgier. How about you focus more on the show being good? That, I don't, that would be I a good start. I don't care if the show is edgy, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't care if they're saying naughty words and there's women's asses everywhere. I would prefer if there isn't, actually, because I'm here yeah. to watch wrestling. But, Same. like, good lord. It just comes across like this show is being run by a couple guys from the Attitude Era that have never moved on. And they are, don't they don't know what wrestling fans want these days. Yeah, it's... It's so weird. I don't understand. I'm, I'm going to get the quote here. It's a report from Fightful Select. Um, that says, da -da 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 uh, here we go. A point brought up for the show was to keep up with current affairs with promos and character verbiage. So say more memes is probably what they really mean with that. Sure. Um, 
They hadn't heard much more of a brief internal acknowledgement that these points have been discussed. Fair enough. Uh, and that they need to target more of an 18 to 34 demographic with all aspects from in-ring aggression to harsher language. Sure. Get, get ready to hear ass on the show. It's going to be a million women all calling each other bitch. Bitch. Yeah, totally. And it's going to sound really harsh. Yeah. It's just that... Ooh, that. <laughs> Bitch. Sorry, I've just I've just seen Sonny Neptunes. I don't want to see them saying pockets in their promos. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, goodness! Oh, that would be uh, terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Goodness me. Um, but yeah, I, I need to double check where this other where this other thing is because it was part of the news video today, uh, where apparently yeah we're saying something about them being looser with women's attire, and it's like. That's not great. It should be the women's choice what they want to wear. Don't give them directives to say, you should wear something more revealing. That's bad. Don't do that. Um, but regardless, aside from all of that, NXT really doesn't need to be harsher and edgier, especially because it goes against the rebrand that they've just done. They're going against the guns that they've just... Uh, going against what they've just done with the rebrand right mm. and also if you wanted it to be harsher and edgier that's what it was before yeah that's, that's the big takeaway for me like if you if this, if this is what nxt always was and they didn't just go through a rebrand you know if you want your show to be darker and edgier did whatever then you get raw dark and it doesn't make a difference mm. right but it's the fact that they just changed it from a darker edgier product yeah like i feel like i'm being gaslit here Mm -hmm. like nxt is the child that's getting abused in the relationship that is wwe goodness me like figure it out yeah it's weird and i there was elements on this show uh like when mandy rose came out as part of toxic attraction her new stable The camera work on her entrance was super gratuitous. And it genuinely made me like a bit uncomfortable because it was literally the camera being like, look at her legs. She has legs. Look at them. Aren't they legs that Mandy Rose has? And I'm like, it's a bit weird you're holding on her legs for so long. Can I just look at the the stable as a whole? You know, this whole new stable that they got? It's like, ooh, I don't know. I just didn't. If that's the direction they're going, I'm not a huge fan. And also, yes, them just being like, ass, son of a bitch, and stuff like that. It's, I don't care for that particularly. You ne- That is very superficial. You need the substance underneath it to make that stuff more impactful. So just saying the words ass and bitch is just like, it means nothing yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, it's not. And <sighs> see, know. that's another thing. Like, they're going to be edgy, but they're going to mm. be like, PG edgy. Mm. It's not like when you watch AEW and they're using the S word like a hundred times in the show where I was like, this actually does kind of feel like an attitude era show a little bit. You know, it's not, where like, it's not like when it's not like when MGF cuts a promo and everyone's going, Oh god, she shouldn't have yeah. said that. Holy crap. Yeah. You know, exactly. So like when I watch that show, I'm just like, I believe that these guys will say whatever 
whatever they mm. want at any point. And there's a little bit of that bite to it. You know, feels a little bit more real because they're like a TV 14 show. Whereas with this show, I know that they're not going to say that. Mm. I know that they're, they're not going to ever go beyond saying ass and bitch. So it's just like, I don't believe you when you say that you want to be edgier. You want to be edgy. You want to be what six and seven and eight year olds consider edgy. Yeah. I mean, to be fair on the show, they had the censored F words that Andre Chase cut in his uh, pre-recorded promo. He said some F bombs. They censored them, but he said some F bombs. Sure. That's that's edgy, right? That's Mm -hmm. that's that's an edge to this show. I sure. Like it doesn't just really put, mean anything. See, that's what that's what they actually meant. Pete just figured it out. Mm-hmm. They just want to put edge on this show. Mm, that's what it is. Yeah. He was on at one point early in the year and he was gonna yeah. challenge Finn Balor, and that didn't happen. They were like, you know what? That's what we need on this show. We don't yeah. need it to be edgy, we just need edge. We need it to be edge. Yeah. It's I'm here perfect. for it. I love edge. Do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Do, do yeah. that. Yeah. I'd like Edge to be on NXT. Why not? And then yeah. have, have him face Bron Breaker. Why the hell not? I'd I, like that. I don't know. I'd <sighs> whatever. Anyway, I don't really have much else to say other than hey, that's a really dumb idea. Because you've literally just that's what you just did. Anyway. I just want to watch a show where I know what the show is. And I feel like the people running the show know what the show is. And I don't right now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's get into some ultra chats here. Send in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support because we'll be going through all the ones that are five bucks and up before the show goes off the air today. Uh, Robert Waters says, uh, NXT has no idea what they want to do, but tonight on AEW, we're going to sing Kaze Ninare. Sure are. Oh, man. The Grand Slam show tonight. Yeah. Hot damn. Well, technically, it's Friday. It's it's tonight for the people that are there. Yes. But for us watching at home, it's Friday. Yes. Yes. Either Very way. Exciting. Oh, it's so exciting. I want to talk about a good show. Good show. Like like AEW with Minoru Suzuki. I get to watch Minoru Suzuki every week, Pete. It's crazy. Dude, dude. That that the one time I got to watch Minoru Suzuki, I got to watch him live at Royal Quest in 2019. He was in the main event against the Carter. It was so cool. Yeah. God, Suzuki's awesome. Um yeah. Jesus, and I'm I'm very excited for a lot of stuff that's happening on the Grand Slam shows for this week as a whole. It's gonna be a good time. Um, anyway, uh, also just very quick because I saw someone in the chat say Jonathan Hedman said uh, we should do a live watch along. We can't. We are stretched incredibly thin with our stuff currently, with a lot of things happening with Extreme Rules and with Luke going off to have a baby, uh, and a bunch of other like time off from other people and other projects that are happening. We, d- we, we literally don't have the manpower to do because <laughs> then we'd have to have extra time off from the time that we had for the Grand Slam watch along. It, we, we just There's also a pay-per-view this week. Exactly. We it's factor pay- in pay-per-view this weekend. We need to do predictions straight after this, which we will be doing, by the way. Prediction stream comes straight after NXT. Um, so no live watch longs for the uh, for yes, for the Grand Slam shows, but there will be normal reviews as usual. But We'd love to do watch-alongs for Grand Slam because I'm sure it's going to be an amazing show, but we just can't justify it, unfortunately. Um, do another one here from Mayor of Painesville, Dan, that said, uh, Hey guys, can't watch this live because I'm visiting my grandma for the first time since her rehab, but I have two questions for you. Where is Timothy Thatcher? Good question. And what are your thoughts on apples? Like them. Yep. Ever had a honey crisp apple, Pete? I think so. They're tremendous. Absolutely love them. Yeah. I don't know what Timothy Thatcher is doing or what he has to do with apples. No. Maybe he can't eat apples because he's because toothless he's Timmy. Because he's toothless Timmy. Yes. I, hmm. Sure. Anyway, thanks, Dan. <laughs> uh, we'll get into more of your ultra chats later on. Keep sending those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support, and we'll go through the rest of them later on. For now, let's talk about the rest of this episode of NXT, which started off with a recap of last week's episode, which was the debut of uh, uh, the, but, but, but NXT 2.0. Genuinely, my brain is completely frazzled. Hot damn. This is going to be a review and a half. Uh, then we got uh, in ring. We had um, a bunch of the new NXT guys. We had uh, yeah. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. We had Josh Briggs and his tag partner, 
Jensen. Brooks Jensen. Also, I've I've realized what Dan was actually asking about. Mm -hmm. This is the Daniel Bryan quote, or the Bryan Danielson quote Ah. about apples. Oh, yeah. That's one hell of a quote. It sure is. Mm. Yeah. I'll deal with it, Dan. Yeah, I'll I'll eat those tree semen apples. I don't care. <laughs> I like apples. There, you happy? You got your little sound bite, Dan? Talking yeah. about trees nutting? <laughs> Damn right. I like a good apple. Take that in every way that you want, Dan. There, you got your money's worth from your ultra chat. I don't even know we'll why. We'll eat an apple right now. <laughs> just, just you saying trees nothing just really got to me oh that's good anyway uh josh briggs and and uh, uh brooks jensen almost forgot his name again bron breaker odyssey jones joe gacy they're all in the ring out comes new nxt champion uh tomaso champa who comes out and does the big baby face hoorah promo saying 908 days to get the title back and NXT is the fans, and the fans are super important. We are NXT, and they got a 2.0 chant going and stuff like that. They can't even have the NXT chant anymore. They got to do a 2.0 chant because that's more important. Um, yeah, it's a good babyface promo from Champa. It really got kind of like the crowd on side. It was a well delivered promo. I thought the content was good. It was a solid, good babyface hype promo that I, I think for the less cynical of us, basically, not us is what I mean. Uh, would probably kind of be, you know, swept into the, the hype of the new era of NXT. And I think this is a good way to kind of capitalize on that. To, to um, know you're in safe hands. Don't worry. NXT is still great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really like this opening promo. I thought that they could have done something like this last week just to kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, the Triple H, we are NXT kind of promo. And they didn't do it last week, but they did it here. So like that's that's fine. I guess they wanted to wait until they had an NXT champion to be able to do that. So fair play to that. I did think that the rest of the NXT dudes that were just kind of hanging out were all just kind of dudes, mm. you know, like very few of them actually stood out until the brawl started. And then Braun Breaker was obviously the guy that they're looking to push coming out of all of this. But the rest of them, I was like, I don't know who those two guys are. And they were Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know know who they are at first glance, but there were a lot of people on this show that I felt that way about. But regardless, I thought this was a good way to open the show. I like Tommaso Ciampa being just kind of like, I'm Mr. NXT. That's just who I am. I like that. I like that sort of thing. Gives him a bit of an identity after. I think he's just kind of been floating around for the last year and a half, two years or so. So no complaints here. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, Luke... I know you're like not very busy anymore because we planned on you. I, I know that you're not very busy because we'd already planned for you to be off by now. So basically all your responsibilities have been handed off to other people in prep. So you're just finding stuff to do. Did you know you've just got a message on Discord, Luke, about some YouTube stuff? Maybe you should go do that instead of trolling my chat. Get out of here, Luke. What? I'm watching you, buddy. Oh, buddy, old pal. Anyway. um, Yeah, Champa came out. I, You know what I didn't like? I like Champa's promo. I like the beginning segment of this. Uh, what I didn't like was the the pacing and how staged this felt. Because after the Champa promo, uh, 
And he says that NXT 2.0 has just became the A show. Cameron Grimes then comes out and says that the NXT championship is the rocket fuel he needs to go to the moon. And I was like, okay, Grimes, that's cool. But then Joe Gacy tries to cut him off, but then he gets interrupted by LA Knight. And then he gets interrupted by Odyssey Jones. And then Pete Dunn and Rich Holland interrupt him. And then Pete Dunn says that there's a bunch of people who are scared to throw the first punch. And then they all have a brawl. And I was like, Wow, so much so many things just happened and none of it was allowed to breathe at all. It all just went, 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 went. And then it happened next thing, next thing, next thing. And then it was like big brawl and uh Bron Breaker stands tall with Champa, and then they offer a tag match. And I was like, but during that also, it then cut backstage to where you had uh four women also brawling as well, which was um Kaylee Ray and oh, it was the new one that was on this show. Let me check my notes. I can't remember Amari her name. Miller. Amari Miller, thank you. And then you had also, God, my memory is terrible. I can't remember who else was there. I'll be honest. Other people were there brawling backstage. And then it cut back to the ring where the brawl was still going on between Bron Breaker and Champer and Dunn Holland. And it was like, this is information overload. So much is happening. And I felt like it was a very superficial way to try and make it seem like, oh, there's chaos on NXT and it just felt very like I don't I I it's happening too far too fast for me to actually process what's happening you know what I mean you you remember when William Regal was going to quit this show because people mm-hmm. wouldn't stop fighting yeah and then he brought in Samoa Joe and no one stopped fighting and the, it, it, they just never have stopped fighting but we've forgotten about that storyline now yeah. William it was just like, oh, whatever. People are just going to fight. Who cares? Yeah. Which, I mean, fair play. That's a wrestling show for you. But, I mean, I would like a little bit of consistency on this show. I was literally thinking, man, they could really do with some kind of, like, enforcer mm-hmm. to try and make sure that this doesn't happen. Wild. Crazy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we then had, uh, after that, uh, Roderick Strong versus Kushida, which is a match that was obviously going to happen a long time ago, but then Kushida contracted COVID and was off TV for a while. Uh, so this has been stretched out, and it got to uh, got to this match here. And you know what? It was a fun match. I don't think it was the big blow away, awesome main event caliber NXT match that we kind of wanted out of this. But it was a very fun match. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I wasn't a huge fan of the finish. It put over Diamond Mine because Diamond Mine ran interference basically behind the referee's back. Um, and uh, Ivy Nile hit a big forearm off the steps onto Kushida, gets rolled back in, hits uh, Roderick Strong, hits the backbreaker for the win. Roderick Strong, new uh, Cruiserweight champion. The match was good. The finish wasn't great. And it really feels like they don't have much of a focus on the Cruiserweight division, which they were supposedly going to do in the old NXT. Yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, the Kushida reign was, like, really great for, like, three weeks. Mm. You know, he was doing his little open challenge deal where he wrestled Carmelo Hayes and he wrestled Trey Baxter. And I was like, hell yeah, just have Kushida come out and defend the title every single week, and it's going to be great. Then he just kind of stopped doing that, and then he was off TV for a bit, and they just built up this match, and then it was – the first match on the show, but the second segment, and it went like less than 10 minutes, and then there were one with distraction interference, and I'm just like, oh. I wanted this to be like the main event, 20-minute classic Roderick Strong-Kushida match, and it's just like, well, we're just not going to get that, it seems. 
And it seems like we're, they just don't really care about the cruiserweight division and Kushida. And it's like, because Kushida got beat with interference, and then they immediately moved on to the next challenger. And I was like, well, doesn't look like he's getting a rematch. So, no. and tragic. And the thing is, I don't mind the finish on paper. It puts over the heel faction being heels. The problem is... Diamond Mind's character is that they're better wrestlers than everyone. That's the point, right? Is that Roderick Strong is the best, he's a really good wrestler and a coach, and he's helping to coach all these other guys who he's helping to make into really good wrestlers. That's what they do, is they out wrestle everyone. And I know they're heels, but having to then rely on distraction finishes and stuff in order to win means that you're not a better wrestler than your opponent, which is like, yeah. I feel like he should have won clean personally if he was going to win. And that would have put over his character a lot more. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I haven't seen anything different out of Roddy Strong. Like, you no. know, he's still the same Roddy Strong that he's always been. The rest of the Diamond Mine, sure. Like, you've got uh, the the Creed brothers that are, are big, muscly guys, body slamming dudes. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can see the Diamond Mine influence there. But I don't see it on Roddy Strong, really. He's no. still just Roddy Strong, and Roddy Strong's great, but it's, it's just it's the same. It's yeah. the same that it's been for like six years. And it's like okay, I was hoping for something different, but whatever, whatever. Yeah, maybe it, we'll it, now get a great cruiserweight title run out of him. Maybe, yeah. positivity. Maybe, um, but uh, after that, Grayson Waller immediately comes out and says, "Hey, I want a shot," and then Roderick Strong says, "All right." Okay, uh, sure. I like, did like uh, Malcolm Bivens just be like, because Grayson Wallen's like, oh, you need to ask him first. And Malcolm was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like for one second, it just popped me because yeah. my, Malcolm Bivens is someone who, if you follow him on Twitter, is funny. He's a funny and man. so when you get moments like this, I was like, I feel like that's his personal comedy coming out a little yes. bit. And I like totally. to see that. Yes, it's nice for him to have a character. Yes, that is great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's a funny guy. I, I think this this worked quite well. And they're going to have Grayson Waller versus Strong next week. Sure. Uh, we then had a promo from Tony D'Angelo. 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 It's D'Angelo, right? Because it's D apostrophe A. So it's Tony D'Angelo. It's D'Angelo. But there's no E. Yeah, but that's that, how the apostrophe works. That, if there was no apostrophe, that's... If that's what the apostrophe's for, Pete. But that's how language works. If you have D apostrophe something, it's D'Angelo. If no. you're talking like... Uh-uh. I don't know about Italian. But if you're talking like French, that's how it works. Well, he's not French. He's yeah, I know. He's Italian. I know. I don't know about how Italian works. I'm just saying. It's Tony D'Angelo. Oh. Anyway, the mayor of Painesville, Tony D'Angelo, said, uh, <laughs> did a promo where basically Pete is right. See, I'm right. Pete's yes. not right. Yes. Satsvolt. No, that's the wrong one. Satsvolt said Italian here. Pete is right. I'm and right. then we got Daniel De, Le De Leon here says it's pronounced D'Angelo. That's how Italian works. <laughs> Alessandro. His name is Alessandro. And he said, can confirm Pete is right. Oh my God. Come on. His name is Alessandro. He's, that's got to count for something. <laughs> Uh, John McMeal says yeah, thanks, Pete Luke. is not right. Shut up, thanks, Luke. Luke. <laughs> Shut up, Luke. I want to ask you. Do I have a baby? 
Okay, uh, and I will clarify. It's when it's D apostrophe and then uh, a vowel. It becomes D'Angelo. If it's D apostrophe, then like a consonant, then yes, it's D something. But if it's D, D, D apostrophe, then it's... I know I'm right. All right, leave me alone. He does a promo where basically he admits to murder. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Whatever. We're going to take care of the guys. You go out to the docks and we yeah. going to take care of them. <laughs> Take care of business. And now we're yeah, going exactly. to take care of business in NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it has sure. go away heat with me already. <laughs> I know he does. It's just the name that has go away heat with you, I'm pretty sure. No, it's a stupid ass gimmick. <laughs> he's just he's just a Chicago Italian mobster. Yeah, he is. You know, he's a caricature. Caricature. Not a caricature. caricature. There's a difference. Yeah. You're right. Oh. Uh... Uh, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs talk about a bar fight they had. Oh, this was not an APA bar fight. Mm-mm. This was a PG bar fight. Yeah, sure was. It's... <laughs> oh man, I I don't really care. I'll be honest. What what baby faces they are? I guess I don't know. Are they baby faces? I think so. I think they're supposed to be baby faces, and it's just like, oh, those guys—they just love to have a scrap, you know, that kind of character whatever sure <clears throat> it's what cool. it is Kaylee ray faced amari miller next uh miller had bubbles on her entrance she's over with me i love bubbles cool big emma emma fan oh yeah totally mm-hmm. um Kaylee ray won with the gory bomb in a couple of minutes there was nothing special in this match this is the start of squash match hour squash mania on nxt oh boy <laughs> Oh no, Pete. It was like four of them in a row. Oh. Wasn't good. There's so many good. I forgot one in the edited review and had to put it in in post and yeah. be like, oh yeah, there was another one. Whew. Yep. Can't uh, wait we for then ratings for this to come out. I know, right? Uh, we then had Bron Breaker backstage with Champa. They did a little they- thing and he's teasing the NXT Championship. Cool. This was the Scott Steiner promo. I was like, it's Scott yeah. Steiner. It's Scott Steiner in 2021 in a younger body. Yeah. If See, and I believe that they would do this, but at some point, he's going to cut a promo about math. He's got it, I right? would. I would bet money on it. Good Louis Dangor money that he mm-hmm. at some point is going to do the thing. And then all the Twitter's going to go, hey! Yeah, 100%, yeah. And I want a chance to prove myself. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. Same guy. It's all I want. If this show was two hours of Braun Breaker, watch every week and I would love every minute of it. Yeah, tell you what, coming out of this episode, I'm into Braun Breaker, man. Yeah. You know what? You know what I hate, though? I hate the fact that I'm getting used to the name Bron Breaker. I I'm hate not. that. I don't want to get used to it. And I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to saying it. I don't I don't want to. I don't want to get used to it. It's a bad name. Change the name. Anyway. Please change the name. <laughs> uh, I'm begging you. This, this next segment was Zion Quinn, I believe. I don't know if they yeah. said it was him. He Zion Quinn. Now. Zion Quinn backstage. He is walking with some ladies. And... They go to walk in. He holds the door open for them. And some other dude tries to cut in and walk in first. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. ladies in first. 
and then they walk in and then he shuts the door and he grabs the guy and smashes his head off the door. Neat. All right. He's like, chivalry is is dead. Yeah, it's chivalry. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) All right. Uh, We then had Trey Baxter versus Dante Chen. Dante Chen being the first Singaporean, Singaporese, Singaporean. How I, I don't know how you say that. From Singapore, uh, star that they had on NXT, which was very cool. Uh, I thought he has a pretty cool look. Like his his entrance gear was pretty cool. I think his presentation was pretty good. Uh, this was a squash match against Trey Baxter. Um, yep, that's all it was. He won with the wing clipper. You know. Yeah, like... he sure did. It's just like, well, that's odd. Except that's someone it was else's like, finish. It was a DDT, so you had him around the head rather than like a double underhook. That was right. the, the only change. And that was it's, it. It's, it's, the, it's weird. Like, it's same move. Yes. It's exactly the same move, just instead of a double underhook. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, you're yeah. right. I, I kind of was hoping that Trey Baxter wouldn't just become a jobber on this show. But yeah. his his segment later did not fill me with enthusiasm, I will say. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to it. Uh, also, thank you to Daryl Spikerman for becoming a member. Woo-hoo! Thank you very much. Really do appreciate it. Thank you very. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really do appreciate it. Uh, and I also thoroughly enjoyed when they introduced Dante Chen. They said, "From Singapore, doesn't matter where in Singapore, just nope. Singapore, somewhere over there looks fine." Also, uh, Pete, uh, really mm. quickly, I've been informed that we don't like each other. <laughs> yeah, that's what it so is. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing now. You mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, we wait, don't wait, wait. like each other. Don't like Sorry. you, Pete. It's becoming a darker edge of product. You bitch. Wow. I'm going to kick know. your ass. <gasps> anyway, uh, we then had a pre recorded promo. I really enjoy, enjoyed this of Chase University. Um, which is basically Drew Gulak. It's Drew Gulak's gimmick, yeah. and it's really distracting that the guy kind of looks like Drew Gulak as well, and he's basically just doing the same gimmick as he did. He did a little presentation and said, like, here's why Odyssey Jones lost, and hey, you need to do your wrestling properly. Don't do a lazy pin like he did in the thing. Do a, a you know, you need to do a lateral press with your weight fully across the chest, and some guy starts mouthing off to him. He's like, didn't you lose in the breakout tournament? And he goes, hey, what's your name? And he goes, Steve. And he goes, Get the F out, Steve. Bad enough, you, Steve. What do you know? Get out of my class, etc. Which was quite funny. Andre Chase is a funny man. This is good. It's just incredibly distracting how similar it is to Gulak's gimmick from a couple years ago. Yeah, I think that about covers it. And it's pretty similar to like the Timothy Thatcher thing that he was doing, you know, mm. a year ago, too. She's like, I don't know. It seems that this is like their one thing that they have for people who are remotely shooters. Like, I'm yes. gonna teach people. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, just do it well, and then it's a good start. Yeah, and I mean, it was funny. You can't complain too much. This was yep. good. Yep. We then got a little video package for Cameron Grimes, and then we got Joe Gacy versus Cameron Grimes. Joe Gacy, complete with new gimmick. What I a did gimmick. not. Un- I did not understand this gimmick. Let me tell you. Uh so he cuts a promo before the match, saying that the ring is now a safe space. And he comes from a position of uh, conflict resolution. resolution. Mm. And saying that he doesn't need to use his male privilege to get what he wants. 
no what? idea what this was. <laughs> no idea what this was whatsoever. Yeah. He was and then he, he was doing he was, like half a Kevin Owens promo mm-hmm. with the presentation, but I have no idea what the content of this was. Yeah. And then he was saying that it's a safe space and that he wants peace, but he also wrestles, which is the opposite of peace. So you, you literally can't violence. have that character. You you, you can't do that because you can't, you can't want to be a pacifist because you also fight. So it doesn't it doesn't work when you say that. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. He then faced Cameron Grimes. He lost in a few minutes because it's another squash match. Lol, 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 lol. At least he got like a move in or two on this one. Uh, and then afterwards, he goes to shake Cameron Grimes' hand and then he hugs him and then he walks away. I still don't get the character. Yeah. It also, to me, felt like strange that we had this same guy cutting a promo in the opening segment get interrupted mm-hmm. by Cameron Grimes, cut a promo yeah. in this segment, get interrupted by Cameron Grimes. I was like, am I just in a time loop? Yeah, you know, because it seems like what they would do, what they did in the opening segment was just set up about four different feuds all yeah. at once. So they had like Odyssey Jones and Andre Chase had a thing, and then they had the uh, what do you call it? You had the Brom Breaker, Champa, Pete Dunne, Rich Holland stuff. You had the God, my brain is absolutely frazzled. The Joe Gacy and Cameron Grimes stuff. And it all just set everything up in motion. And then you cut to the backstage bit where you had Katie Ray and Amari Miller and you had uh, B-Fab and, and uh, Electra Lopez, I think, with the other two backstage at the start. It was all like there in the first segment, which felt very kind of like bloated, which is what set this all up. And again, this is what I mean. I, I was saying this to Tempest before we went on the air. There was something, pardon the pun, there was something intangible about this episode that just felt very off to me. That's, uh, that's our name. That, that's, that's the name of the thing. Um, that's the name of our team. That's the name of the movie. Um, uh, <laughs> but something just felt very off to me, and it was like everything felt very rushed. It was like, here's 17 new characters for 10 new wrestlers. Here's all of these new feuds, all in one segment, and nothing felt spaced out. And it's like they set up a bunch of feuds that then paid off on this episode, and nothing was allowed to like breathe or organically build for like next week or a few weeks down the line. Everything felt like we need to change everything immediately and not like actually do a, an organic change over time, which I understand because they want to do a rebrand. That's the point of it, right? It's a big relaunch of the thing. But... On this episode, it felt like we need to have 10 new wrestlers on every show to make sure that we get all the new characters in. And it's like, you've got time. You can do this over the course of a month. But it felt like this all was kind of jam-packed into this one episode, which you'd think would make it a very good and enjoyable and noteworthy episode. But it just felt too bloated. And with limited time and just squash matches, nothing felt noteworthy by the end. It was the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was weird. And yeah, I don't know. This whole show to me was weird in the sense that, and I miscounted during the edited review because there was actually three, but there were only three people that competed at TakeOver that appeared on this show in front of a live crowd. Yeah. And it was it was Cameron Grimes, it was LA Knight, and it was Kyle O'Reilly running in, in the main event. That's mm-hmm. it. And the rest of the show was just like, here's all of the new people. 
every new person that we have is going to get a match. And I was just like, I don't know anything about any of these people. Like I need to be mm. told character motivations and, and who they are, what their goals are, all these sort of things. And I feel like we haven't gotten that. And you could say like, Oh, it's only the first two weeks. Be patient or whatever. But if they just spaced everything out and dedicated this one episode to like, two or three people instead of mm -hmm. 10 you could have taken the time to explain all of that here and then done the same thing next week with different people and you introduce a lot more characters properly as opposed to cramming them all into one episode with four straight squash matches yeah and i think like they did a good job last week of making like the highlight of that episode was brom breaker you had right. Von Wagner in the main event, but he wasn't the focus point. That was Champa. You had the interesting intrigue of Bron Breaker being introduced, him pinning at LA Knight, the standoff at the end with Champa. That was Bron Breaker's episode. That was the one person you should really take away from last week's episode. If they'd have done that again with another person for this week who they really want to highlight, say it was Von Wagner or whoever they want to focus on that week, let the characters breathe, because now, by this week, we're really into Bron Breaker because he had a really good debut episode, and then they had a good follow-up on this one. That's all you need to do is just highlight one character per episode and have the takeaway be, these are the new characters you need to be invested in. Give it time mm -hmm. to breathe, which they just didn't really do. Uh, anyway, that was a bit of a tangent. Uh, we then got a recap of the Index Wedding. Uh, Wade Barrett had the line of the night saying that uh, Dexter Loomis had uh, finally gotten some oral skills before the honeymoon. Oh my. Edgier content, Tempest. He said a sex thing. Yeah. And uh, he snuck into Indy's bed it, it, before the wedding at some point, according to them. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. What a. What we then a had. Freak. We then had a video package for Von Wagner. His name is Von Wagner. Uh, and yeah. he was just. He was working out. Still. Still. Cool. Dumb name. Yeah. Uh,. Then we had a match between Electra Lopez and Anna Shear. Electra Lopez won very quickly. And then I wrote here, I'm sensing a theme of this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. And uh, and then Legado del Fantasma cut a promo. I'm very confused as to when this switched into a B-Fab versus Electra Lopez feud. Thank when you. it was a Swerve versus Santos feud. What happened to that? I want to see that match. Why is it now the, with all due respect to B Fab and Electra Lopez, why is the focus now the two most inexperienced people in these two factions? I don't get it, personally. Yeah. I was watching this and it really struck me how little emphasis has been put on Isaiah Swerve Scott since he won the title. Mm, right? You know, like you would think that this faction hit row would be used to elevate him as like the leader and then hopefully bring everyone else up just by association, which is, you know, typically what you want to do with a, a big faction like this. He's been like pushed to the background. I don't get it. I feel like I forget that he's even there half of the time because he's wrestled one match since winning the title and they lost. It's so disappointing. Think of how yeah. crazy we were going for Hit Row every single week when this faction was introduced. And now they're just spinning their wheels against Legato del Fantasma. This feud has been going on for the entire summer. 
and we haven't had we've had one six man tag and no no tag match which we might have had a tag match I don't remember but we haven't had any play between Santos Escobar and Isaiah Swerve Scott like I know every week we say like can we get to the point but like I'm starting to lose my mind here a little bit mm-hmm. yeah and oh. it ju- I did just notice that in the chat that Advi said, like, the feud is still Eddie O versus Hit Roy, but it's going through phases. The end goal is still Swerve Santos. Get to the point. It's been going on all summer now. Like, we, yeah. we need it to get somewhere quicker than it's going. I, I get the idea behind the feud and having, like, the various factions of people feuding with each other. That's a cool thing to keep the, the faction versus faction feud going, but to have it be different people actually feuding each time, that's cool. But just do that quicker because it's been going on since, what, June? Yeah. Like, that's what they do, again, and I just saw someone say, stop comparing everything to AEW. Well, no. Like, in (laughs) AEW, that's why there's so many factions, right? Because you can mix mix up all the different matches and keep everything fresh, keep that going longer, and keep people interested. Here, we've got the factions, but there are no matches between the people involved to keep us engaged. We should be having, like, if Isaiah Swerve Scott faced off against Raul Mendoza and had a good match on TV, that'd be awesome. But we're not getting that. I've gone dark. Continue. You have. It's fine. My my headset is also going to die momentarily. It's beeping in my ear telling me it's low on battery, which is going to be really fun when it does. Uh, So bear with me. Uh, After that, we then uh, had Trey Baxter with his girlfriend backstage. I had to look up who this was. Turns out it was Cora Jade, who has oh. been an enhancement talent on this show. But, like, yeah. am I supposed to know that? Like, just by looking at her on one quick glance? It's fine. Whatever. Identify uh, she, these people, please. And and she tells him to keep his head up because he lost earlier. And then does he say something about a superhero? Yeah, she was like, mm. oh, you lost that guy, but look, at him. he was like a superhero. And then she kisses him and leaves, and he's like, a superhero. And I'm like, oh, God. Trey, oh almost a superhero, coming soon. I was just about to say that, you bastard. You stole my line. Um, After that, we then got Raquel Gonzalez backstage. Uh, she was into Frankie Monet. They're fighting next week, finally. With cool. no explanation as to why it didn't happen last week. Great. Yeah. And then uh, the latest terrible name in NXT comes up because Lash Legend. That's a real name that someone would give themselves. Lash Legend. That's not a name. <laughs> Oh, bro. That's a mascara product. That's not a name. Lash Legend. Lash Legend is a lady who has a talk show next week called Lashing Out. Because what NXT needs is talk shows. <laughs> Ooh. I've, I've right. lost it here, but this is unrelated to anything, but. How was NXT uh, MSK been? Sure, NXT tag team champions. Not a nary a mention, not even a video package in the first two weeks. I hadn't even thought of them. Completely yeah. disappeared from my mind. Crazy. I... Odyssey Jones then had a two on one handicap match, which, guess what? It was a squash match, Tempest. It was a squash. 
It's really uh, hard to get invest in this show. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, First 20 minutes were fun. The main event was fun. The middle chunk of this show was extraordinarily missable as Pete is now operating without headphones. As he, I'm sure, does not want me to point uh, attention towards. But yeah, Vince McMahon hates tag teams. And if Vince McMahon hates tag teams and he takes over NXT, guess what we're getting less of? Tag teams. And we weren't doing so hot on the tag team front to begin with. An attempt. Um, yeah. I can't hear you. <laughs> and and nothing is working when I'm trying to move stuff around. I know I now I now just I just can't hear you. Uh which is really cool. Anyway. Um I I might need to leave the stream and then come back <laughs> i guess so be back in a second keep talking about nxt okay Bye. okay i suppose i mean i kind of just said my piece about the nxt tag team division i don't even know who the nxt tag team champions are supposed to face at this point but now that he's gone now that he's gone fans oh that that ass pete oh my god i'm gonna kick his ass that that bitch. Oh, hi, Pete. <laughs> I heard that. Oh no, you weren't supposed to hear that. We're supposed <laughs> we we don't like each other, according to that one guy. That one guy said that we don't like each other, therefore we don't yeah. like each other. Um, now here's a question for the chat and probably for you: Is there an echo? Can you guys hear when Tempest talks? Is there an echo from my end? I, hope I not, haven't. I haven't be. heard anything. I think we're okay. Well, that's it's good. not feeding back into my headphones, so. Fantastic. That's always onward. Good. Onward we go. Odyssey Jones won in a two-on-one handicap match. I don't know if you covered that. I couldn't hear you. I mean, you basically did before you cut out. There's That's nothing true. to talk about here. He beat them both. Yeah. And then Andre Chase came out and was like, "You." Mm-hmm. That's the segment. Oh, and he tried to hit him with a chair, and he didn't. Yeah. Cool. Um, backstage, uh, Carmelo Hayes says that even if uh, Waller wins against uh, against Roderick Strong, he can then cash in his title opportunity he's got and win. Is it a Money in the Bank contract now? I don't know. He's just beat up Tommaso Ciampa and cash in and become NXT champion then. Like, it's, the whole thing is so flimsy. Mm. Like, last time it was like, you get moves? an NXT championship match and it is scheduled for this date congratulations you won the contract you got a match on this day now it's like oh, i'm just gonna have a championship match whenever i want now and i'm yeah. mr money in the bank nxt 2.0 yeah i don't know what all this was about and then they were just like oh look at those fine women walking around <sighs> except they to said it cooler than i did toxic attraction then came up and stood in front of them and went and then walked off. Uh, and then they, because, and the thing is, I saw someone say, I saw a lot of people say last week that uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, it wasn't a heel turn that they did from last week. I told you so. They wear sunglasses indoors now. They're heels. That's how it That's works. heel move. That's yeah. absolutely a heel move. They're, so they're wearing sunglasses, toxic attraction, walk up to them, walk off, and then they go, damn, they fine. Or Something along those lines. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh man. Ikemanjiro then has a promo about jackets. Yeah, we love Ikemanjiro. 
This was this just is fun. This is yeah. just fun. This is the kind of stuff that I want to see on my NXT show. Style the person is likable. Yeah. Rather than strong style. This is Love good. Them. This is funny. Uh, Toxic Attraction then came out next. And they cut a promo. Uh, this promo was them saying, we are attractive. That is the gimmick. And you know, it's not unheard of to hear of a WWE gimmick being we are attractive women because you've done it with the Bella Twins. You've done it with Sable. You've done it with Carmella. You've done it with so many people in WWE and F's history, right? We've got two different people doing it right now in WWE. It's Carmella's gimmick. It's basically Eva Marie's gimmick. Yeah. What is happening here? Can we get something more? Then the one bullet point is like, I am a heel. I'm hot. Yeah. Like, did, when did we sign Sable to be on NXT? I know, man. And I'd, I'd, I don't mind. The thing is, the thing that I've really been enjoying out of particularly the, the SmackDown stuff that we've been watching lately is that all of the, basically all of the, the women's, the top women's wrestlers are on SmackDown in particular. When you look at people like Becky and Bianca and Liv and Carmella and Selena Vega, like all of them have these really over the top, really like awesome styles. And they're really like, they're very fashionable. They're very like style. They have like different gear every week and they all come out. They look amazing, but none of them, apart from Carmella, because that's a gimmick, come out to just be like, I'm really hot and you should all pay attention to me because of the, the stuff that I wear, right? They don't have to overtly say what they're wearing is their gimmick. Right, but they have that be that women are fashionable and also really strong and really cool and really good wrestlers. That's the important bit, right? If you can have them be sexy and strong at the same time. Whereas this is like, no, we're just hot. That's it. Full stop. That's the end of the sentence. That's that's the gimmick, right? Which just seems a bit weird. And also, this promo went on forever and they didn't say anything. I was expecting a bit more because I was expecting the first bullet point to be we're attractive. I go, okay, and. Like, nope, that's it. And that was it. Yeah. It was just very anticlimactic. And like like I mentioned before, like the camera work of just being like, these people are attractive. Let's do some real close-ups on them so you can see that they have attractive body parts. It's like, oh my god. It's a bit gratuitous, you know? I just whatever. It's fine. Just a just a tad. I mean, yeah. It was like you said, like this could have been any heel women faction from like the last 20 years. Yeah. It could have been the beautiful people. It could have been Lay Cool. Could have been Team Bella. It could have been uh, the Allure, who just is the beautiful people. But yeah. regardless, it's like I was really hoping for something new when Mandy Rose came to NXT, and I thought we were getting it last week. What do you mean? Her mask, She's a brunette, Tempest. I know. Her hair it's is so different now. Oh my god! But you know, I was just hoping for for something new. And I did not get it in this promo. The delivery was like fine, but I've seen a lot of people saying like, going back to like the divas thing. And you can have one person be like the diva amongst the women's revolution thing. You know, we've kind of always like, there's always one that sticks around. It's like Carmella most of the time. Yeah. Versus like I'm I'm the diva. Oh my god, my nose. But the thing is, she can you also can't do it with five people. 
She can also still wrestle as well, and she's the one person that done it that does it in amongst the women's division who don't do it. So that works. That's fine. Exactly. That's the point. You can have one, but when you have someone on every show and then a faction of them, it doesn't work because then it's just more divas. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, so we're talking to Iris Shirai, say they can have a title shot. <laughs> Who else are they going to face? Um, um, and then we got the main event of Pete Dunne and Rich Holland versus Champa and Bron Breaker. Bron Breaker. Bron Breaker used the goddamn Steiner recliner. I don't know what like, we're doing here. <laughs> just call him Steiner. They they said he had like a dog faced gremlin mentality last week. And I was yeah. just like. It's like the commentators are pushing to see how far they can go without saying he's a goddamn Steiner. Yeah. How about you just let him be a Steiner? He's so... He's such a Steiner. I know. Everything about him is a Steiner. Yeah. And it's great. And if you... Literally, if you just called him Rex Steiner, I would say put this man in the WrestleMania main event. (laughs) He's... Perfect. He's so good. He he cuts funny promos that are like really intense, and I'm just like, yeah, he sounds like Scott Steiner. I love it. And then he wrestles, and he's good, and he's impressive, and he's got a good look, and he does the Steiner recliner, and I'm just like, I want this man to be the next NXT champion, but I don't want it to be what he's called, Braun Breaker, with two Ks, with two Ks, two Ks. Oh Lord. And I want a chance. To prove myself. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. I'm Same begging man. you. I'm begging you. Please just call him Rex Steiner. He's he's a, he's a Steiner. Um, and this was a fun match. I quite like this as the main event. Um, Kyler Riley came back and attacked Ridge Holland on the outside with the thing. It's like a baton of some sort. Yep. The thing that he, the pipe, uh, and then Bron Breaker gets in and still does to Ridge Holland, no less, the Gorilla Press Slam, which was really cool. That was a really cool Incredible. spot. That, that, that's a strong boy right there. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he pins Ridge Holland. They win. And Bron Breaker hands over the NXT title back to Champa, but he holds on just a little bit too long. I thought that uh, Champa did a good job of selling this. Like he went to go take it and Bron Breaker was still holding on. And then he was just kind of like, okay. Then yeah. took it again and actually got it. And it was like, this was a this was a nice little standoff, uh, teasing where it's going to go. I feel like they did a really good job of protecting uh, Bron Breaker in this match as well. So that when he did come in, he like built to his hot tag. And when he did come in, he looked really impressive. Like it was, it was a good job. It was a good spotlight for Breaker. And they clearly have a lot planned for him, which is great. Um, this is still better than most main roster shows overall, I'd say. This show is still better than most main roster shows. Not in not in recent times, because the main roster has been pretty decent lately. Mm-hmm. I still think that this is better. Not maybe this episode in particular, because this was just squash matches all the time. But some of the character work that was being done, the excitement of uh, Bron Breaker being in the, in the main event and kind of freshening up that scene and having like these new personas while a lot of them aren't super fleshed out and maybe aren't super great. Maybe, maybe some of them aren't even really that ready for it. I know it's a developmental brand, but that's not the point. You're on a TV show. Um, It's still kind of exciting to see all this new stuff. And I would have given this show maybe a three. 
out of five. It was fun. I thought this was a three out of five show. I thought all of the Braun Breaker content was like excellent. Yeah. It's not like he's not going out there and having like a five star match in the main event. Like the main event match is not going to blow you away, but everything that they've done with his character and all of his storytelling so far has been just like excellent. It really has. And it's so good. I'm hearing a bit of an echo now, but I just want more Braun Breaker. The rest of the stuff in the middle, I couldn't care less about. All the squash matches, whatever. But the build to NXT TakeOver, where he's going to face Ciampa, I'm guessing, that stuff is a slow burn feud, and it's done very well, and I'm looking forward to see it, and they've gotten me very invested in Braun Breaker very fast. So props to that. The rest of the stuff, I do not care about. Yeah. That's that's that was the show. Let's get into some ultra chats. Let's see what you guys think. Um, we've got one here from Jonathan Hedman that says, "I'm getting a loose whale on mercy vibe off of Joe Gacy. I feel like it's going in a direction of nice and polite before and after the bell, all mean an edgy lol during the match. Jam that jams. I get that as a character. It just doesn't work when you're saying, "Hey, I just want to bring peace. I'm I'm just doing the thing. Hey, this is a safe space because it isn't. You know." He's just going against what he's saying. Like, it doesn't seem like it's a cool, like, oh, it's not like a weird, like, psychological thing where he's, like, he's breaking when he gets in the ring and he's, like, this different person when he gets inside the ring. No, he's just, like, a dude. I don't know. Just weird to me. Yeah. Uh, Alpaca Nation 87 says, uh, so we had APA 2.0, Jensen and Briggs, Sable 2.0, Maddie Rose, and Christopher Nowitzki 2.0, Andre Chase. Vince is definitely in charge now. Yeah. Yeah, the Sable one really is kind of like, this feels like a Vince McMahon faction. Mm-hmm. It does. It's, yeah. it's kind of sad, but what can you do? Hopefully it gets better. Yep. Tails P says, uh, Strong's match looked very familiar. Is Diamond Mine becoming babyface or is Kushida moving up to the main roster slash being released? Why would Diamond Mine become babyface? They won via heel tactics. Uh, and yeah. I highly doubt that Kachita's going up to the main roster. And if he did, we'd see him in the 24-7 title picture before long. I, he would be in the 24-7 thing his first week. Yeah. You think Vince McMahon looks at Kushida and sees anything? Mm. He couldn't get Nakamura right. And Nakamura yeah. is like the most charismatic person in all of Charisma Land. Yeah. Cool. Uh Michael Garman's way said, Hey, Pete and Tempest, do you think Kyle O'Reilly has a path forward in WWE anymore? LA Knight and others seem destined for the main roster, but Riley seems doomed to me. Yeah, not really. I've never thought that Kyle O'Reilly had much of a shot at like main roster success in WWE. He is, if Sami Zayn was like the most non WWE looking guy, Kyle O'Reilly like trumps that by a significant margin. And that sucks because Kyle O'Reilly is one of my favorite guys in the whole business. He think he's just he's brilliant, but he's not a Vince McMahon guy with his look. Yeah. Especially without Bobby Fish or Adam Cole for him to wrestle. Who's he got now? Have him go after the cruiserweight title, I guess, yeah. against Roddy Strong, but like, oh man. Yeah. 
Uh, Sam Moore says, this may not go down well, but I would argue pre-USA NXT wasn't very good. Takeovers, amazing. But the shows were very similar to this, but one hour. A two-hour developmental show, which this once again is, is too long. Grand Slam tonight. Jam that jam. Grand Slam tonight. Grand Slam tonight. I disagree about that NXT sentiment. NXT was just a, a smart... It wasn't an exciting show week to week, but it was a competently booked wrestling show. And I mean, you had like the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano feud on NXT week to week. There was a lot of really big stuff happening in like 2018, 2017, 2018. I, I miss that NXT. That NXT right before the launch of, of AEW was like peak NXT. Mm. <sighs> Leave the memories alone. Yeah, it's stuff like Ricochet doing the flip out of the ring. Yeah. And just landing on his feet. You had stuff like the Black and Nikki Cross stuff. Mm-hmm. You had all sorts of stuff going on on regular NXT. You have the the amazing takedown of Dan Mather by Samoa Joe. The whole <laughs> like, Joe Shinsuke feud the whole time was amazing. Like, oh, so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, James Handley says, just a friendly reminder to everyone to eat enough Bran Breaker today in order to prevent constipation. Uh, side note, it says a lot. Uh, it says a lot that their idea of edgy is swear words and ladies being less clothed, considering they already wear tights. WWE is fourteen years old. Jam that jam. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we went over the whole edgy thing in the beginning of the show, but I think that basically covers it. Like that's not edgy, you know. Mm-hmm. If it wants them to be edgy, have like a mature storyline, and not mature as in like oh sex, but like complicated motivations and stuff things that you need to be older than than 12 to fully understand and grasp the concepts of but then again this is vince mcmahon who likes segments where a guy tosses piss in another man's face so yeah uh luke neal says hey guys just a couple questions uh what do you think of the new world title belt for new japan are they right in saying that the older carter is back after that great match in the g1 also nickelback is the greatest band of all time well that's not true um, I went on a tirade when they introduced the world title belt mm. in, in New Japan. That belt sucks. Oh my god, it doesn't even suck that bad. But they got rid of the two best belts in all of wrestling in order to get to get the new belt. So blech. Uh, I hope I hope Okada's back heals enough for him to have like a really proper great G one and post because I could see him winning the G one. But if he's if he's still injured, then that might that might make things a little bit tougher. Also, Nickelback, no. Mm. Uh, Van Twinblade says Suzuki versus Davy Richards Sunday, October third. Glory Row in St. Louis. Uh, the American Wolf is getting caved in. Sounds Probably. fun. I want to watch that match. Yeah. Let's uh, review that instead of NXT. <laughs> uh, I'll be at uh, AEW Grand Slam jealous so excited my first wrestling show i went to was wwe at the barclay center where roman introduces pet spider ricochet was fighting to the 20 for the 24 7 title days after fighting for the wwe title against brock in saudi oh so sorry what a good time wait a minute was that like that was like the last raw before the pandemic wasn't it i think so it's one is one of the last ones yeah i think i think it was yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. How about that? Misha Sumara says, uh, Ari D'Angelo 
Pete would be right in normal use, but in the context of a proper noun, things sometimes work differently. Used as a name, D'Angelo is a variant of D'Angelo, just as Mook and Mac are variations on the same thing. Love the show. LOW444 Life. He's Tony D'Angelo. That's just, that's his name now. All right. Thank you, Misha. Thanks, Misha. Oh, God. I've seen the next one. Uh, Luke Owen has donated nothing to say, uh, my wife had Braxton Hicks, which is false or practice contractions the other day, which sounds like a new NXT name. I would not be surprised. Braxton Hicks. Oh, my God. Braxton Hicks is absolutely the fourth member of the Forgotten Sons. (laughs) Braxton Hicks. I love it so much. Um... I don't even know how to say your name. Eak Nichols? Eek Nichols? Says, uh, we got hosts collide, we got shows galore. You're going to hear a pod like never before. The chopper is the champ and he will win, but we all going to rock Wrestle Talk 10. Almost rhymes. Happy birthday for tomorrow, lads. Love uh, JTM Sensation and Elisa. R.I.P. Mabel. Uh, we are going to rock Wrestle Talk 10. 10 years of Wrestle Talk. I don't really know why we're celebrating 10 years of Wrestle Talk, when in reality we should be celebrating two and a half years of Wrestle Talk because that's when I joined and that's when it got good. So, And there's been no down points since I joined. It's been all good. No negative feedback on anything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's all been positive. Yeah. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Uh, Lakshmi says, uh, on a completely, un- uh, completely unrelated side note, after yesterday's podcast, I think WrestleTalk could do with some kind of a wins and losses ranking system for the title. <laughs> we don't have enough people for that. Well, I'd much rather just do last minute booking decisions that we don't hastily do five minutes before the podcast starts. It's fine. Don't worry about it. If you missed yesterday's Raw podcast, go watch it because it sets up me versus Ollie for the championship, which we'll be doing in a prediction stream in about 20 minutes. Oh, God, I need to get that ready. Vault Knight says, uh, do you re- do you remember the 21st night of September? Good song, that. Um, anywho, y'all are the best and good. Uh, and soon y'all should win the Quizomania Tag Championships. Just got to get Adam to join uh, the Lost Intangibles to take on the Church of Lovely Friendos. That's one thing. I That's one person I hadn't considered was Adam. Maybe we should get Adam to join. I tried Denise. She didn't she didn't really respond. I tried speaking Spanish to her on Twitter and she she just responded with a load of crying laughter emojis. So I don't know whether it worked or not. I'm gonna take it as a yes. I'm gonna say that Denise is now part of LIW. You happy with that? Yeah, yeah I'm happy with that. She didn't cool. recognize me, but we went for, for breakfast in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Denise is cool. She can be one of the LIW. Yay. Los intangibles. I did I I went on Google Translate to translate intangibles. And it came up and I did like the audio playback thing and it said intangibles. I was like, Haha, it is. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm that's that's canon now. That's what we are. Also, thank you to Mike Peterson, who's just become a member. Thank you very much. Is there anything you wanted to talk about before we get into these emails? I finished Breath of the Wild last week. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. All right. It, it took me like four years. To that <laughs> <game>. <laughs> and that's a I game time. That's not real time. That's game yeah. time. Four years. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but the last two big Zelda games that I've played, it's taken me like years to beat both of them. It took me like three years to beat Skyward Sword. 
and now it's taken me like four years to beat Breath of the Wild. Whew. But my and it's funny what what triggers you to to get moving on such things because my buddy just bought a Switch recently mm-hmm. and bought Breath of the Wild like a week or two ago. Yeah. And I I was sitting at like I had done three out of four Divine Beasts and I was at the fourth one but hadn't gone in and done stuff in a while. And he was like, Oh, I've done three Divine Beasts. I was like, All right, well, god damn it. Let me get on here. I'm not gonna let you finish the game before me when I have when I've had it for four years. But I hunkered down and I played it and I made it through Hyrule Castle. And I spent like 45 minutes trying to beat Ganon because mm-hmm. if you don't have an ancient shield, you're just not going to beat that boss fast. And uh, I did it. And, and you now did it's, it. it's, it's done just in time for them to release Breath of the Wild 2 at some yeah. point in the next three years. Which will take you another four years to complete after that. Yep, it sure yep. will. It it's sure be a good time. will. There's just so much game in that game. It's sure is. It's overwhelming. Mm, just a touch yeah um what would you give the game what would you what, what would you rate the game if you were to rate it uh i'm not the right person to ask for this because i i probably liked breath of the wild less than just about anyone else that's ever played it you know like i just there were enough things in the game where i was just like i would get so frustrated where it's like okay i need to make it up that cliff and it's raining mm-hmm sucks to suck you just yeah. gotta wait for it to stop raining i was like you couldn't give me an ocarina or something and just be like and it's sunny no yeah don't have that and then yeah it's just a lot of stuff like that like little things and on top of just like i'm just gonna walk for two hours in the game and oh i've accomplished nothing all right mm-hmm. it's the same reason i never got all the way through skyrim because I yeah. didn't like playing the game for two hours and then having done nothing with that time. So, I yeah, mean, dude. it's still, it's a good game, obviously. I would just give it like an 8 out of 10 as opposed to most people mm-hmm. giving it like a 10 out of 10. But I understand why people think it's like the best game ever made and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's just I mean, not my style of Zelda. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm closer to you as well. I, I play Breath of the Wild, but I stopped playing after maybe three or four hours. I was just kind of like... I'm kind of done now. Like I, I got a little bit bored, honestly, especially because I got to whatever it's called, Kakariko Village. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Maybe. And yeah. then there's a big like cliff next to it with some stuff at the bottom. And I was like, eh, what's the worst that can happen? Went down and just did a big jump with the glider down the cliff thing. And then I was like, oh, I'm stuck here. I can't get back up. Oh, uh, that's not what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then that was that. I was like, well, I guess that's the game now. And then I tried playing in that area for a bit, and I was like, I'm not having fun because this bit's way too advanced for my actual skill level. It's my fault for jumping off the cliff, but also you should have maybe warned me <laughs> to not do that. <laughs> uh-huh. I just got a bit bored, and I was like, well, I guess I'm done. And then that was me, but hey-ho. Anyway, let's do a couple of emails before we get into the live show real quick. I've uh, got one here from Matt. Send in your emails to support at Uh Oh, it's the Vision Adonis. Hello. Um, who's a, a pledge hammer? Who's an awesome pledge hammer? A really long, long-standing pledge hammer, actually. Thank you, uh, Adonis, for being awesome. He said, "Greetings, Pete and Tempest. Long-time Patreon here, but rarely ultra chatting, uh, as I'm only able to catch the podcast version. And boy, am I glad I got to hear your last podcast version, especially last time on Saturday's podcast. Pete mentioned having the day off and watching the entire fifth anniversary concert for Undertale. I'm like, what? 
Does that exist? I'd never heard of it. And while I played through Undertale once, it was an amazing experience. The music was what ultimately stuck with me. Thanks, Pete. I did not know how much I needed this. The musicianship in this concert is effing amazing. I listened to this version of Hopes and Dreams and Save the World with tears in my goddamn ears with an R in it. Um, and I will uh, uh, I will recommend everyone to watch this concert because it is fan-bloody-tastic. Cheers, boys, and thanks a lot. Subscribe to WrestleTalk or you're going to have a bad time. L-I-W. 444 life cheers from denmark the vision adonis thank you for that lovely email mate and yes that concert is bloody fantastic i love the undertale soundtrack so much so so much and hearing it in like an operatic style is oof, oof. i love it so much yeah i i love the undertale soundtrack it's just awesome i will i will listen to uh hopes and dreams just like on a loop while I'm working sometimes yeah, and just listen to that for like a couple of hours. It's just yeah, great. Man. It's just a bop. Every, every yeah. track on, on that soundtrack, I'm just like, Oh, this is a good song. Like, uh-huh. I can just, I can just vibe to this, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like it's how a lot of the time is like you watch Tarzan and you're just like, God, Phil Collins just decided to go crazy <laughs> on every single <laughs> right. track here. I feel like that same way. Like when I was like, damn, don't you, don't you watch just went nuts on this soundtrack, you know? Yeah, man good stuff about it uh thank you for the email i've got another one here from ethan that says good time of day liw pete and tempest white just me um pete what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on the diamond and pearl reboots and the legendary rcs pokemon games coming at the end of this year and the start of next year regards ethan both of us like pokemon you know um it's fine uh there's certainly games i will be playing them Probably, because they're Pokemon games and I enjoy Pokemon. Hey, and it's a Diamond and Pearl reboot. I'm sure it'll be fun. I'll play it once, and I probably won't play it again. Legends Arceus, I have no idea how that's going to be. I genuinely can't tell at this point. I'm looking forward to it. It should be interesting. I don't know if it's going to be my kind of game, but we'll see. It's something different, and that's exciting for the for the Pokemon franchise that is typically very samey. Um so this is something different, and I'm looking forward to that. Very good comments, Pete, of which I have none of because it's not directed <laughs> to me. <laughs> Say your opinion, Tempest. I'm giving you permission. Oh, I suppose. I'm very much yeah. looking forward to uh, Legends Arceus. I, I, a open-world Pokemon game is pretty close to, like, a dream of mine mm. from, like, 15 years ago, right? Yeah. When I was a small lad hoping that one day we would get a big Pokemon game where you could just run around and all that. It looks like it's a lot of fun. I hope that they stick the landing because this does seem like something that would be pretty easy to mess up. Um, But it just means that we're one step closer to like, you know, full virtual reality Pokemon where it's like Ready Player One where you just put on a headset and walk around in the Pokemon world or something. That's the ultimate dream. Once Mm. Nintendo gets on, on board with that, You'll yeah. never see me again. Um, <laughs> the Diamond of Pearl remakes I'm looking forward to. You know, those games uh, I feel like are very close to being like excellent, but they're just like really slow mm. and everything. Like there's little things that you could tweak and just make that much better. And it it hopefully it looks like they're fixing those things while still mm-hmm. keeping the same vibe of the, uh, the original game. So I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have a big like play party when those games come out. Like five of my friends, we're all just going to get the game the same day and play it for the first time and nice. i'm looking forward to that that'll be fun 
That should be very fun. Um, and for what it's worth, I really enjoyed the wild area from Sword and Shield. So if Legends Arceus is just the wild area, the game, cool. Sign me yep. up. That's fine. Anyway, that is going to do it for this episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, we've got Extreme Rules live reactions coming this weekend. I'll be defending my championship against Ollie. We're going to have the review for that on Monday, back into the normal schedule, uh, except with no Luke, because he's going to be off having a baby. So there you go. Um, but uh, we will be back soon with more content. Thank you very much for listening. We love you. Stay safe. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.